Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. Let's talk about agencies, right? So brands need to be authentic, they need to be communicative, and they need to act just like creators to be successful on on YouTube deliver value and optimize the videos extra how do agencies win at youtube because agencies are like working with multiple brands it can get, become difficult and time consuming to kind of engage authentically just like brands you know and most of the clients might not even kind of realize the value of engagement they want kind of things to go out and you know then some results without you know working through the entire process so how do agencies win at youtube how do they manage brands at scale on youtube Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it would come down to your client's goals, number one, you know, because some brands that I work with, they really are just looking primarily for that sort of SEO. That's where their stake is, is in SEO. So it might not be quite as important for us to have hop on every viral trend or to respond to every single comment or be optimizing every single one of our thumbnails. If they're just kind of, they have content already, let's repurpose it onto YouTube just so we're kind of having a space there. But if their goal is to really build a community and make that a revenue stream on its own or or whatnot, then yeah, I think you have to put in the time of saying, Hey, we're going to do, you know, 30 minutes of engagement a day. If that's what it, what it, you know, depending on how much volume you're getting and how many views you're getting, you might need to just start blocking off time to manage those accounts. So understand the goals, of the end customers and end clients and then kind of act accordingly. Only way to kind of manage at scale. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Let's talk a little bit about Instagram and TikTok. Is TikTok eating Instagram's lunch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, TikTok's definitely one to watch. I think it whenever an established platform like Instagram and Meta start, you know, mimicking features of a new platform, I think that's a sign that it's something to watch out for. I remember when that happened with Snapchat, when Instagram stories first came out, they pretty much took over a lot of what Snapchat was doing. So I definitely think it's one to watch, but I don't think Instagram is dead by any means. I, I hear that all the time. Instagram's dying. I think they're, it's going to depend on your core audiences, demographics. Like I think Instagram tends to be millennial and older where TikTok is very popular among Gen Z, not to say that there aren't millennials on TikTok and vice versa, but know your audience for sure. Know where they're hanging out. Like I know that, you know, a mom influencer community is still huge and thriving on, on Instagram. And, you know, there's definitely an audience for each platform. So it's not dying, but it's definitely something to watch. But what I also realized uh, is like, for example, a couple of days ago, this update came out where Instagram's going to start showing the business listings and business maps, right, on the map where businesses are located, etc. So to me, it seems like Instagram is going the Facebook way, whereas TikTok is becoming the new Instagram where it's just about engagement and community and stuff like that. Is that the trend that you're also observing? Is it what the future is? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think I think Instagram does tend to be more optimized for businesses, even even before that new feature that you mentioned, you know, being able to 
have links in your bio and being able to have your what directions to your place of business, if you're a brick and mortar, your phone number, things like that. I think they really do try to make it a little easier on businesses, even with them introducing the link sticker, for example, I don't know, a year or so ago to everybody rolling that out. Whereas TikTok, you know, is still really picky about your links. You still have to have a thousand followers to even get a link in your bio. And then even still a lot of users, you know, anecdotally report like seeing decreased reach if they, you know, mention these links or drive people to their profile. So I think TikTok's still very much in that stage of like, let's keep people on this platform as long as we possibly can, where Instagram is understanding its place in the overall business ecosystem. They're understanding why people use it and like, let's help them see success from this so they will keep using it. Yeah, I think they're two different platforms very much in that regard. Interesting. So TikTok is still pure engagement, social and entertainment, whereas Instagram maybe is likely going towards the business side. That makes a lot of sense. Even the messenger is connected and uh, it's like business messenger and stuff like that. So sure. What do you think is the future of social media after TikTok? When does TikTok get replaced? Ooh, that's a good question. You know what? I think audio is something we don't talk about a lot. I think we saw, what was it? Oh man, now I can't even remember what it was called. Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. Which I think is still a thing, but you know, we really saw that boom in 2020 or whenever that came out. I don't know that that was the right format, but I do think audio entertainment is something to watch out for. People still listen to podcasts. I think there's a place for like micro content in the audio space. I know for myself, I'm very busy. I don't have time. That's one of the reasons I don't love TikTok is because I can't just be glued to my phone all the time. Even YouTube, you know, a lot of people, myself included, really watch YouTube like a podcast. I'll put it on in my TV while I'm doing chores around the house and not really be sitting there watching it. There has been, have been some rumblings from YouTube that they're really investing in their podcast. You know, they're wanting more people to put their podcasts on YouTube. So I see a lot of audio content being the future. And again, speaking to the authenticity, I think people like to just hear conversations and like real raw, unfiltered. I think that's why TikTok's so popular is because it's just created with phones there. You know, it's not super curated. So I don't know if that's going to be shorter form or longer form, but I definitely see those two things to be something to watch out for. Great. Clubhouse, I don't know what happened to it. I think during pandemic, it kind of boomed suddenly. And now I think people are not talking about Clubhouse as much as they used to. But like the way you mentioned, right, uh, it's very difficult to dedicatedly kind of see something or hear something. And a lot of bloggers or creators, they started with blog posts and then I subscribed to their emails, right? And now they just put in the link to their YouTube channel. And I'm like, I don't have time to kind of go to a YouTube channel. I'd rather kind of scroll through a blog. So yeah, I think the audio treatment is getting the same thing. But as you mentioned, maybe the format needs to change to make it more engaging. And that would be an interesting thing to watch. What are your thoughts on Metaverse? Do you think that's kind of revolutionizing things or is it just a fad? I think I need more information about it. You know, I need to see more of the vision. I think, sure, in theory, I think it could be really cool, but I need to see it in action to really understand like what the vision is for it. You know, I do think that people are craving connection. I think we understand the power of online connection so much more after the pandemic. But I also see, and these are just trends I'm seeing across social overall, people, now that things are opening back up and, you know, the weather's nice right now, people want to be in the real world too. So I don't know that people are going to want to be like, 
having, you know, headsets on all day and sitting in their computers all the time, like we were in 2020, I still think there is such a place for offline marketing and, you know, in-person connection. I'm really big on human connection. I think online is a great place to start, but you know, brands, if they're really trying to build a community, depending on what they're doing, like nothing replaces the power of face-to-face too. So maybe a little bit of a fad, but also like, I'm open to it. I'm open to hearing what their visions are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think the time, time will tell how it goes, but for now, let's keep our minds open. That's great. Are there any social media trends or marketing trends that really caught you off guard or tactics that you thought were never successful, but kind of suddenly they started working? I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of surprised about TikTok. I think it started and no one really took it seriously. They're like, oh, these kids are on these apps doing these dances. And then again, it was really 2020. I think a lot of, a lot of, I noticed a lot of celebrities got on TikTok and brands started getting on TikTok. And I, I didn't, I thought, you know, aside from these very Gen Z focused brands, like why is, you know, I don't know, Netflix or whatever, like, is you know, a, a bigger brand on TikTok. So I am kind of surprised by it, but I guess I'm not super surprised by it because as humans, again, our attention spans are just so short. We're looking for quick ways to get our entertainment and our education like never before. But I am kind of surprised that brand, so many brands have caught on to it. So TikTok is, is a surprising trend that kind of caught you slightly off guard. Yeah, it's interesting, right? It's not the first video platform, but it's the first short video platform. Snapchat was a short video platform as well, like more of disappearing images and videos, but it didn't catch up as much as TikTok did. So I wonder how that happened. But yeah, interesting case study. What are some of the interesting social media brands that you've seen or some of the brands on social media that you think are doing great on social? Yeah, that's a good question trying to think of one off the top of my head. I mean, I think when we're talking about TikTok in particular, we all know of like, you know, the brands like the Duolingos of the world that are really, again, immersing themselves in TikTok culture. I think one of the things that brands do wrong is they just try to treat it like an advertisement or like a billboard. And you have to be able to really speak the language of TikTok and like be funny, be entertaining, be a creator on TikTok. They don't just want to see your app like screen shared on, on that app. Same thing for like Taco Bell. They do a really good job of with brand tone and voice and like really understanding the culture of those platforms and really playing up to that. So yeah, I think they do a good job of creating like a creator and not like a brand. So Think like your audience and not like your brand. Uh, is that the key to TikTok? I think so. I think so. And again, it's it's about engagement and it's about that awareness. You have to go into it thinking, you know, with that mindset. This is not a place to just spam your link everywhere. And, you know, it's really about building that brand awareness on that platform. So keeping that in mind and just creating for the sake of creating and getting eyes on your content. Right. Now... It sounds absolutely to the point and, you know, so simple to understand, right? That deliver value, create content that entertains maybe on TikTok or educates on YouTube, for example. But as a brand, it's so difficult, right? For example, as a brand, I'm thinking about ROI. I'm thinking about, okay, if if 10 hours are spent on creating this video, what am I getting in return, right? How do, is it possible to change the mindset of the brands to think long game rather than just quick wins? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. It's 
I think it's always been a struggle in marketing, whatever the new thing is. People said that I'm sure about Facebook when Facebook was still a thing or, you know, was first becoming a thing. So yeah, I think as service providers, it's important that we just educate our clients. Like, I think you can still have wins. You can still have ROI with some of these platforms. You can still speak to the KPIs and be able to pull data and you should be able to pull data about it and tie it back to the overall business story. But you do at a certain point have to educate about, Hey, this is, this is the importance of a long game showing case studies, maybe of other brands that have employed a similar strategy on whether that's a blog or YouTube or something like that from years past that has used that to really fuel their success is important. I mean, I use myself as a case study. Like I said, some of my top performing videos were created five years ago. And 90% or more of my leads come from YouTube, directly from YouTube. So if I, you know, I wasn't making money on YouTube on day one, definitely not. But I'm able to kind of be living proof that putting in a little bit of time a few years ago can really pay off long term. Sure. So education that, you know, this is a long game and not a short game. That is probably important for the brands. That, That makes a lot of sense as well. What about Facebook? Is Facebook dead? Is anybody even going to Facebook? I mean, yeah, lots of people are still going on on Facebook. Again, I think it's about knowing your audience. You know, people my parents' age, for example, are on Facebook a lot. Local communities are very much on Facebook still. The Facebook marketplace, Facebook groups based on, you know, local events, things like that are still very much a thing. So, you know, I still get on Facebook if I need to look up a restaurant or a, an event or something like that. So just understanding the use case, I think is important. Are people using Facebook like TikTok? Probably not, you know, to go watch entertaining videos. I don't know that that's where I would put my energy, but if you are a brick and mortar business or building some type of a community, I think there's still very much a, a place for you. Interesting. And you mentioned about looking up restaurants on Facebook. Do you kind of look at Facebook reviews of a restaurant? Is that important? Yeah, absolutely. I think that reviews are really powerful recommendations. You know, if I'm in a new city, I might get on Facebook and ask my friends, hey, do you have any recommendations for this? So again, it's really about that like person-to-person communication on that platform more than even with the brands posting a lot of the times. It's really supposed to be the place where you get recommendations from your friends and from community members. Interesting. I was talking with uh, somebody about Facebook reviews, Google reviews, and Yelp reviews, right? So right now, I think a lot of people, a lot of us are looking at reviews at for brick and mortar places or dentists, for example, or restaurants, extra, And we can't trust those reviews, right? Similarly, on Amazon and other product, other platforms, we look at product reviews and we kind of trust those reviews and kind of make decisions. At what point in time do reviews become irrelevant? Is there a future where people would no longer trust reviews and reviews will not be a thing of consideration? Yeah. I mean, I think not all reviews are created equally, right? Like obviously, yes, we can, people and brands can buy reviews or, you know, like do things that are sketchy, fabricate the reviews, if you will. So on Amazon, for example, I think a review with a picture for me makes a big difference. Like that is way more valuable than just a quick, Hey, this was awesome. Like if it has a picture or if it, you know, it's a service and they're able to really give a transformation like a dentist, you know, um, maybe a before and after picture or a, you know, a service like a business coach or something, if they're able to say, Hey, I actually doubled my revenue, like giving like these tangible 
points in their reviews is so much more valuable than just, hey, this was great. So I think it's up to the consumer too, to be able to vet those reviews and help determine what they're actually going to pay attention to. But yeah, I don't know if they'll ever not, not be a thing or not be valuable. I think that's something that we've been doing forever is, you know, always just asking friends and asking people in our community for, for referrals and reviews. I think that's just kind of human nature. So the reviews are going to still, still going to be relevant and in the foreseeable future, you don't see them dying down. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. I think we had a interesting discussion, a lot of uh, gems there. It'll take me a while to kind of digest and dissect and then, you know, come out with important takeaways. But overall, I think it's, it's very wonderful to have you here, Natasha. Where can people find you online? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, LatashaJames.com has links to everything. My YouTube is just my name, Latasha James. And on social, I'm at the Latasha James everywhere. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Got it. I'm sure I'm going to follow you everywhere. And so would a lot of uh, listeners as well. Thanks a lot for coming down. Really great to have you on the show. And excited to kind of keep learning from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, Thanks for listening.